Welcome to Paradox Jukebox, an unconventional podcast for the unconventional music lover, brought to you by Music on the Move Studios, a woman-led company working to help musicians move their careers forward through education and live events. I'm your host, Katie Thompson. Thank you so, so very much for being with me today. It is episode 20, friends, and I don't even really know how I feel about that other than maybe super excited and super tired. (laughs) It has been a super busy summer and fall is already super busy as well. So I guess I'm going to look forward to winter and hope that maybe that's when I'll get to sleep a little bit. Uh, so anyway, on the show today, we have the wonderful and illustrious B. Taylor. And y'all, I got to tell you, I'm just going to be very, very upfront and honest. I had a freaking blast talking to this lady. She is fun, fun, fun. And she's just super chill and down to earth. And I love everything about her spirit. I also love everything about her music. And if you haven't listened to B's music yet, uh, links are going to be in the show notes. But you need to go and just go to her artist page on Spotify or Apple or whatever and hit shuffle because you are not ready for all of the things that this woman is about to throw at you. She is a little bit of blues, a little bit of rock, a little bit of soul, a little bit of pop, a little bit of throwback. I mean, she's got so many eclectic influences that she brings into her music and she does it so very well. And I also got to brag a little bit because B gave me a track that she has not released yet that we are debuting here on episode 20 of Paradox Jukebox. And I'm so incredibly thankful that she wanted to debut it here and make sure that you guys had it to listen to first, which is so amazing. Uh, We don't know when she's going to actually release this yet. So that's the thing. You're going to hear it here first, and we don't know when it's going to come out, but when it does, it's going to be fire. I, I think this track is absolutely just amazing. I hope you enjoy it. So, without any further ado, this is Undercover by B. Taylor. Welcome to Paradox Jukebox, everybody. It is your host, Katie Thompson, and today I have the badass herself, Miss B. Taylor. How you doing, darling? Hey, girl, what's going on? I am uh, I'm doing wonderful. I actually was walking through the yard before this phone call and found a pair of cicada wings in the grass Wow! and thought that was incredibly poetic. So it's a great, it's going to be a great day. I can already tell. <laughs> You're starting the day off right. That's amazing. Yeah. Are the cicadas bad down there right now? Well, I personally love them. So <laughs> it's not, it's not terrible for me, but yeah, if you were probably to ask anyone else, they would probably say there is a, uh, 
an increased amount for sure. <laughs> I was just down there maybe last week and where my hotel was, it was loud as shit. The cicadas were going crazy. And then I get back to Ohio and there's, I mean, there's still kind of here, but it's not bad. It's not like it is down south. Yeah. No, no, I'd say we're in Ohio. We're kind of running to the end of our, uh, our cicada lineage, I suppose. Nice. Yeah. All right, so I wanna I wanna just kind of preface this with uh, our listenership. I've been listening to your music all morning long, and I absolutely love your throwback vibe that is in your voice. I know you list, um, you know, some of your influences are Dr. John, Night Tripper, Susan Tedeschi, Django Reinhardt, and Big Mama Thornton, which, girl, you got my heart on that one because uh, that woman was a major inspiration for me. Um, so, you know, just talk a little bit about your music and uh, and then we'll just kind of go from there, okay? Yeah, uh, so I, I guess my music, um, well, A, it's, it's, it's ever-evolving. Um, and that, for me, that means that, you know, if I sit down with an instrument and go to a song for uh, the mood that I'm in, it, it might come out any genre, any pace, any style of heartbeat. You just, you just never know what's gonna, what's gonna come out. Um, and that, that's kind of, that's kind of how I base, uh, my music is it's ever evolving and it could be, it could be any genre. It could be any time period. It could be, uh, just any variant uh, that is that is in the mood of the music. As long as people like feel something for my music, that's like that's highest priority for me. As long like they gotta feel it, you know. And I and I gotta feel it too when I when I get into it. Um, but yeah, you know, those are those are just some of uh, just a small list of my my influences. And you know, I I started playing in. Uh, harmonica solely because of big mama oh. um and uh it was really cool i got to uh in early february of 2020 the alabama music hall of fame did an induction for her to be in the hall of fame and i got to attend that oh. ceremony so it was just oh it was a beautiful that's my girl so wow. yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I I would definitely describe your music. It's got a classic, timeless feel to it. So as I was listening, I'm like, man, I hear some blues. I def I definitely hear blues, and I definitely hear rock. But I think that your music is moldable. And you're right. I think you can. Your talent just shows that you can go to any genre that you want to. So I think that's I think that's amazing. And I don't I don't particularly care for pigeonholing artists into certain you know genre classes. I think whatever you yeah. write, that's what it is. You know, I'm the same. I'm at, like I, I in my opinion, genre genre is dying every day. In, yeah. my, in my opinion, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's let's talk about your roots a little bit. So you're from East Texas. Yes. Cool. Yes, All right. I so am. so tell me about uh, how about when you were young and you were selling pigs at auction to earn money for your guitars. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yes. Um, so I did. I, I grew up on my family's ranch and I started I actually started playing guitar because of my mother. Oh. And she uh, borrowed a guitar from the preacher's wife, 
and she started kind of messing around with it. And I just got inspired by, you know, seeing my mom learn something completely new. She had never, you know, she had never picked up a guitar, uh, to my knowledge. And so she completely, uh, just took it over and it was really inspiring. And so she started teaching me a few things and then it got to the point where I was learning stuff on my own and, uh, but I, I really wanted my own instrument because anyone that plays knows that you, you really form a bond with oh, your yeah. main instrument. You know, like if it's a guitar, if it's a certain piano, if it like you really create a bond. And I really wanted that. I didn't want someone else's, you know, instrument. And so um, I raised pigs on the ranch and took them to market and used that money to buy my first guitar. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, and so it was, uh, it, it was a really, it was a really beautiful moment for me as a, as a young teenager being able to like have my own and, and I still have that guitar and that's, that's one of the main axes that I use still to this day on stage. Wow. I love it. That is so amazing. You know, good for you for having the fortitude as a teenager to be like, no, I'm going to work for this. I'm going to put my back into it and earn that damn guitar, man. That's great. Yeah. Well, it's just not the same otherwise, you know, like yeah. I, I really wanted something I could connect to and some, an, an instrument I could cry over, an instrument that I could rejoice over, an instrument that could sing back to me. And, uh, yeah, that, that was definitely the one. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, I, I get you. I worked three jobs to pay for my first guitar oh that's oh yeah so you yep. know exactly what i'm talking about yes ma'am i sure do 100 percent. my my parents <laughs> were they were super cool they're like okay we'll we'll help you buy this guitar but we'll pay for half you got to pay for the other half and i was 12 so uh just going on 13 and at that time you could get like a partial paper route in ohio and it still be legal to work so I I did that, and I was an assistant for my dad. I answered his phones, and then oh, awesome. yeah, and then um, I uh, I did yard work too. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like yeah. yeah, you you know what it's what it is. You got to hustle, man. But that's awesome. So what <laughs> uh, what kind of guitar was it? It was a Godin Fifth Avenue cool. flat black arch top. Oh, yeah. that sounds beautiful. Yeah, no, that's that's Miss Betty. <laughs> I love you name your guitars too. Oh, I name all my instruments, girl. Yes. Every one of them. <laughs> yes, so do I. I love it. Well, they all have their own different personalities. So why, you know, why not give them their own individual names? Hell yeah, girl. Oh my god, we're gonna be such best friends. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Uh, so tell me what was it like, uh, you know, as you started to kind of cut your teeth in Texas, you said that you played the Opry circuit there. Yes. Uh, so the Opry circuit is basically, uh, these essentially mini grand old Opry's that are all over Texas and they are either, um, like old movie theaters that went out of business and people, you know, every weekend, every Saturday night, you know, you could come in and enjoy and listen and I mean a lot of that music was traditional country and that's that's really what I grew up with and what I started off playing um in the Opry circuit mm -hmm. uh and my mom and I would just you know travel 
we were weekend warriors together. You know, we would, I was, I was still in school and she and I would go off on weekends and come home. And, you know, sometimes we'd, we would literally uh, drive in from playing a gig Monday morning at school, like, you know, me sleeping in the car, her getting no sleep whatsoever. Wow. And like straight off, you know, out of the car into the schoolhouse kind of deal. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we, we definitely tore up the roads on that. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's just kind of where I learned about being on stage and being in front of people. And, you know, it was a, it was a wonderful community at that time in my life to be in. Yeah. So about how old were you? Oh, I was probably, probably like 13, 14, somewhere around there. Wow. Doing that. Did you do that all through high school? Yes, I actually, I left high school early um, in order to do music full time. And then I homeschooled my senior year so that I could, so that I could graduate early, just get it over with and. You know, because that's that's something that, you know, my my parents, thankfully, were very understanding of going. This is obviously something you love, yeah. you know, and we're not going to force you to take a typical career path just because that is, you know, what society says that you're supposed to do or, you know, that is what the world, you know, prepares you for. Um, they were they were very understanding in that way. And I'm very thankful that they had you know, such an insight to let me, uh, you know, especially living under their roof, allow me to be able to follow a career path um, in a very non-traditional sense. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. And it's it's not something that you hear often because more, you know, nine times out of ten, parents are like, no, you have to go to college, you have to do this, and you have to live a comfortable life. And and then you find yourself like, you know, if you go to college like I did, I mean, I I initially wanted to be a band director and then I got into it and was like, nope, not doing that. Not for me. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Absolutely. But, well, good for you. That's that. I mean, that takes a lot of bravery and a lot of fortitude to be able to go. This is what I want at such a young age. Well, it's it was kind of one of those things where, um, you know, I, I I I just I couldn't explain how I knew. I just knew. Yeah. I just knew that this was something that I had to follow. Um, and I really, honestly, I really didn't have a choice uh, in that. <laughs> you know, it was kind of like, no, you're coming with me. And I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> you know, but I, I feel I feel like um, that awareness through throughout the world is becoming um, more and more acceptable. And which is which is really encouraging because the reality is, is, you know, and, and this is also not me um, negating education whatsoever. I believe that is incredibly important. But I also believe that the world itself can teach you a lot. Yeah. And I believe that, you know, if you you can learn from, you know, even the, the trees that wait for rain, you know, you can learn from the grasshoppers in the field, you know, you, you can learn from so many things in nature if you just stop and pay attention to them, you know, Mm -hmm. now they are not, they are not beings that will, you know, like get in your face, you know, or you, you have to be able to be in a place where you can pay attention and, you know, or even people that you, you talk to, um, you know, I, I have learned more from stories and experiences, um, of traveling, than 
I truly think I would have um, if I had chosen a different direction. And some of the people that I have met not only have inspired so many songs and stories, but it's just really enhanced my life to a point where I can express and be expressive, um, whether that be with art or music or um, just simply uh, talking to any and every individual, if that makes sense, you know, and uh, I've, I've, I've learned a lot in my life from things of, of that nature. That's beautiful. I think that, you know, that's a very unique way to look at, at life and it's a unique way to experience it. And so many people are caught up with what everybody else is doing. And I think that it is important for everybody to just stop and, you know, look at your surroundings and look at what's happening around you before before you go and make choices because somebody else told you to. Well, that's just it, you know, and, you know, that's, that's even, that's even like with music, um, you know, music is supposed to, in my opinion, it's supposed to make you feel something. It's supposed to, you know, help the soul express, you know, and whether you're creating it or whether you're listening to it. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes I think that the songwriting industry really uh, negates that because it gets caught up within um, whether it be money or whether it be uh, fame or whether it be um, just a lot of very um, linear things, you know, and I, you know, in my opinion, I, I think music is it is truly a human right, you know, yes, and amen. That, that everyone should have the ability to have access to it, whether it's through making it or listening to it, you know, and, and that, that's, what's important to me is, is just letting people have an experience where they can let go of anything that they're dealing with, or they can let go of any of their uh, external pain or internal pain, or just, you know, just something that they can, their soul can rejoice in. If that, if that makes sense. Um, you're speaking to my heart right now. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm an instructor, you know, I, I teach music lessons and it oh, is, very nice. it's the greatest gift when I can watch one of my students succeed and play the song that they've been toiling over. And, and I know, I know their families, I know their, their parents. I mean, I make it a point to really get to know my students. So yeah, nine times out of 10, I know what's going on in their home life. And, you know, some kids struggle more than others. But when you, when you see a kid who has done nothing but struggle with, you know, really hard, hard things in their life and they come to your lesson and they play this, this music and you can just, you can see it melt away. It's the most beautiful experience. Yeah. There's freedom. It's yes. complete freedom. That is so wonderful. You you take attention to that. I love that. Well, I I've always joked with my mom that I'm more of a therapist in my music lessons than I, than yeah. I am a music teacher. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, because I mean the the kids always come and you know there's always a bit of talking before we actually get to playing and typically they tell me about what's going on in their lives and. You know, because that's what music does. It just it opens you up to people, whether or not you're ready for it. It just has a way of doing that. It does. It's a language that everyone can speak. And that is the absolute truth. 
Yes. It doesn't matter if the lyrics are in a different language. It does not matter. Everyone can groove to some sort of music, whether they are attentive to the culture it comes from or not. And that that is truly what I love. It is the language of all, in my opinion. I couldn't agree more with you, darling. That's and that's the that's the best thing about music is that it speaks to everybody. It doesn't matter, you know, where you live in the world. It doesn't matter your race, your creed, or whatever. We can all just come together in the fact that there's a piece of beautiful music that's being played, and we can just share that moment. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. Um. So okay, let's let's talk a little bit about you know since we're kind of discussing songwriting. Um. Walk me through your songwriting philosophy. What What is it like for you when you sit down and you start putting pen to paper? Uh, well, for me personally, it just depends. Um, it depends on what I am inspired by. And at this point, I have I have set my life to have experiences and adventures because what I have found is if I allow my life to lead that way then the songs just pour out by themselves. You know, I don't, I don't really even have to, to sit down and, you know, they, they just, I'll I'll be, you know, we'll come back from a trip and I'll be washing dishes and it'll just hit. I'll be like, Oh, I gotta write it down. I gotta like, go, 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 you know? And, um, but you know, and that's just for me personally, but you know, as a, as a whole philosophy, like I just, I think the most important thing when writing is that your music is sincere you know, that your music is sincere to you. Um, and that's like, that's something that I've just noticed, you know, when, um, we've been at the band and I, when we've been at any sort of like jam party or, um, when people would be just like playing music and, you know, I listen to people, you know, pick up a guitar or sit at the piano or whatever, and they'll play a song and, you know, I'll go, Oh, that's, you know, that's that's awesome you know who wrote that and they'll be like oh well that i wrote that with me and so and so and so and so and so and so and it's like okay well well that's that's great um but so and so and so and so and so and so they're not here right now and i'm more interested in you and what and what you have to write and most you know when i ask them you know will you will you show me a song that you wrote on your own will you show me a song will you will you play me a song that you wrote just just from you, you know, and 90 percent of the time, in my opinion, that's that that is my absolute favorite because it, it is just honestly from them, you know, and, and I'm not I'm not saying that co-writing is necessarily a bad practice. But what I am saying is that when you go to collaborate and express with other people, you know, what if, what if you throw out a line for a song idea, you know, and what, what if that's the best line up until that point you've ever said, but maybe someone in the co-write didn't think so. And they're like, well, I don't know, maybe that's not. And so you just, you just let it go and you don't have confidence anymore in that line, you know, and they have been negated one of the best lines you've ever written, you know, and that, and that to me is, you know, I, I, I have a, uh, I have very iffy opinions on that. Um, <laughs> but, but as a whole, you know, I just, I think if, I think if you're sincere, if you're really sincere to who you are and, you know, for me, as long as it makes people feel something, I know I keep saying that, but that is so important to me because I, 
there's been so much music that uh, have passed by my ears where I'm like, I, I felt nothing from that. Yeah. I, you know, that like, was that intended for me? You know, it, it just, it really surprises me. And that's, that's just what I encourage, you know, any songwriter that is either just starting or that is, you know, been in the business for years, you can always still learn something, you know, no matter, no matter what stage that you're at. And I just, I feel that as long as it comes from a, a sincere place, I don't even have to enjoy necessarily the, the genre or the style of music. That's irrelevant to me. You know, as long as it, as long as it really makes me feel something and it makes others feel something. And that's, that's just kind of my, my philosophy as a whole. And just really, I think if, I think if you go to write and kind of keep that in the back of your mind as you're moving forward, um, it can't help but come out as purely you. And I think that's one of the most, I think that's one of the most beautiful and important processes in, in songwriting. I couldn't agree more. And I think that there's, you know, there are a lot of times, especially in today's world, people are so hung up on what is going to sell that they forget that, you yes. know, every time you go to write a song as a songwriter, you're putting a piece of yourself into that music. Absolutely, you are. And, 100%. Yeah, so, I mean, if you're if you're going to put a piece of yourself into this into this song that's got five, six other writers on it, and you're all just aiming for, you know, it to go viral and to make you, you know, millions of dollars, how authentic are you being to yourself and how authentic are you being to your craft? And I understand, yes. I'm not saying people should go broke. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm, I'm no, definitely, I mean, there's a, I. there's a place and a time for, you know, those, those hit songs, but if you're if you're always focused on, you know, making those million dollar songs happen, then I it's hard for me as a songwriter as well to go, well, then, you know, where is my music? Because at that point, if I'm like you said, if I'm sharing it with five other people, four other people, whatever it be, it's not just mine. It's not going to be the the most, you know, Katie forward piece of myself as a musician and a writer. It's it's going to be just something I did. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I also think, you know, as far as a social atmosphere, um, I think it's really beautiful, especially um, for a lot of people who might be new to a music musical city. Um, But I also I I just I just think it's equally important that, you know, if if that is something that and, and also, too, there's plenty of people that enjoy it, that genuinely enjoy it. And I think that's wonderful. But I also think if if that is something that you are aiming to do, uh, for co-writing, I also believe that you should also be able to write a song on your own as well as write with other people, you know, and just, just be able to maintain what is within you while someone is, while someone is doing that, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's you that has to go to sleep at night, (laughs) you know, it's you that has to, you know, put, put something out into the world and, that's just that's just kind of my take on that. Look at look. She a cook, she don't play by the rook, she don't want to rub the book. Hey, your man go, be your girl, be your own thing. 
it's I think it's a really good perspective and I think it's important that you know more songwriters talk about that authentic piece that really needs to be there you know you can go do your co-writes and you know go do your best to to make the money but you know don't forget that there's an authentic piece of you as an artist that also needs to have its moment because that's what helps keep you fresh and it's what keeps you alive you know absolutely it does so, um, one of the things that you mentioned you wanted to talk about is uh, your band and their their individual songwriting. Yes, oh, I I am so grateful for these guys. So, in my band, I've got um, right now, I've got uh, Chase Graham, and he goes in between uh, bass and keys, and then I've got Jason Thrym. He goes in between saxophone, clarinet, and Barry cool and then i've got cody brooks uh who is on drums with me right now and what is so cool though is a i'm thankful for them because i put them through the ringer and i'm not even gonna lie about that like (laughs) i pull some stuff where i guarantee most other people would be like you're crazy and i'm like i know i know i am just hang tight though hang tight with me (laughs) you know and man, these guys, anything I ask, any crazy off the wall idea I have, they're so into it and they just kind of like grin and roll their eyes and be like, all right, let's do it, you know? So I'm super thankful for them. But what I, what I think is so unique and special about these guys is, you know, they're, they're not just musicians, you know, they're not just people in a band, you know, they're, they're songwriters themselves, you know, Cody Brooks is you know, uh, he's he's not even a drummer and has not even been a drummer for most of his career. He literally uh, became a drummer in the band because I fired my last one and I was in a pinch and was like, oh, my gosh, could you please just do this? You know, <laughs> <laughs> but he you know, he's an incredible artist, guitar player, songwriter. And uh, and then you know chase graham you know he writes his own style of music as well and jason thram does the same and what i love is because each one of them are all songwriters they don't just approach music or approach a song in a solely musician uh mindset they listen to the lyrics and so if there's a line coming up in the lyric where maybe there needs to be a dynamic because this song is talking about being in the jungle. They will just totally switch up all instrumentation 
and they will adhere to the lyric. They won't just play, you know, what you're supposed to play, or they won't just play, you know, what someone would lay down on a chart. Like they, they very intentionally pay attention to the lyric of the song and play accordingly. And that to me is where that just grabs my heart. You know, that, that is, I am so thankful for those guys. And, you know, um, we, what I also love is, you know, none of us co-write together. We don't, we don't collaborate. And a little bit of that is intentional, but it's also mainly because, uh, you know, they don't, they don't need me. They don't need me to write a song on their own, you know, <laughs> like we don't, we don't need that. Like we can all do it individually. And, uh, so that's, that's just something I'm, I'm really proud of is those, those wonderful guys and how, how they, uh, just are a part of making a live performance um, for us is just really grateful, really grateful for them. That's beautiful. I just, I love the way that you talk about your band members and how proud you are of them. Cause I mean, there's, you know, a lot of times when, when I'm talking to artists, I mean, we're really focused, you know, primarily on what they're doing, but when you have, when you have such a strong band dynamic it really it, it's hard not to just shine light on those people who are supporting you and it's important to make sure that you know you tell them how appreciative you are and you you know you talk about their music and what they're capable of because you know when you have a relationship like that it's important that everybody fosters everybody else you know it's not just about one person it's about the collective well that's just it you know and that's that's something that you know, I, I just, I feel so fortunate in that sense. And, and I, I know every single day and every show that we play, you know, is just more and more like, wow, you know, I, I can't believe that I get to play music with such a great group of guys. Yeah. And so it's just, it's, it's just more gratefulness than any, than anything, <laughs> you know, cause believe me, I've played with, you know, lots of uh, different styles of musicians and some of them, I'm like, are you even listening? You know, yeah. like, are you, do you even know what's going on right now? Like you're, you're playing parts that ain't supposed to go here right now. You know, <laughs> like we'll get there, but just hang tight, you know? So, so it just, it's, it's just more gratefulness than anything with those guys. Cause they are, they're incredible humans and songwriters and artists. And it's just so, so cool to me. That's a beautiful thing. I'm very happy for you because, you know, and it takes a long time to find that kind of dynamic in the players that you share the stage with. I mean, I I know you've played with many people and you can just, you can tell from the first rehearsal whether or not it's going to have the vibe you want. Oh, yeah. Or you can just tell like sitting out on the back deck talking to them yeah. <laughs> whether or not you're going to, you're going to get, you know, whether you're going to get each other. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, one of the one of the things that Lauren Horrible, she's a Hellcat. Did she play for you on the showcase that you did? Did she play the uh, I don't, for you? I don't I know, I don't think so. Okay, well you need to meet her. She's a fantastic drummer. Um Awesome. The first rehearsal that she and I ever did, it, it was our first time both being a Hellcat for Aaron and we immediately just kinda like 
locked onto each other like okay you're here i'm here we're both scared shitless we don't know what we're doing but it's cool because we got a buddy now you know what i mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) and so from from then on all the shows that we play i mean it's i don't have to think about it with her i i just i know she's gonna be there she's gonna she's gonna hit every single hit that i'm gonna hit or i'm gonna follow her off a cliff you know one of the two it doesn't matter because uh, yeah. we're both going together, but um, that's <laughs> that's just that's an important thing. And I know that there's a lot of artists out there that are in the you know they're in the beginning stages of trying to find themselves people to play with. And so I think it's really important that they understand the dynamic that you bring with you on a stage is what's getting yes. presented to an audience. Yes, I mean, and not only that, but you know, I think a lot of a thing that a lot of people don't think about is you know when you when you are touring especially with a group of people, you know, the least amount of time you spend with them is on stage. Yep. You know, the rest of the time is in the vehicle or in, you know, like in the gas station together or, (laughs) you know, like, and I I think if, if you can just find, you know, like-minded souls um, that understand, you know, what, what you really want out of life and what they want out of life, I, I think, you know, if once you create a, a relationship like that, and if the if the music is going, I mean, like, li- like what more could you ask for in that in that sense? You know, and Absolutely. yeah. Well, it sounds like you struck gold, dear. I'm happy for you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, they're they're absolutely wonderful. All right. Well, so you know, and speaking of songs and things like that, let's talk about Undercover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Undercover. So the version that I sent you has not been put out publicly. Ooh, special. Yes. Uh, so it will be a debut on Paradox Jukebox. Yes. <laughs> uh, and the and this this particular song is a part of an album that uh, is coming in an unknown future. We uh we have not yet set uh, any sort of parameters of that, but it will be coming out sometime. And uh, yeah, I just I wanted to bring something, uh, just bring some of the new stuff to such a beautiful podcast. You know, I oh. I just really appreciate you taking the time to ask me about you know some of some of the things in in my life and in music, and I just I just wanted to bring something to people where they could you know just jam out and get excited to and have fun you know so it'll be a totally uh a debut debut song for today (laughs) wow that is that means so much to me because you know i know how important it is when you're releasing you know new new material and i mean it's it's awesome that we get to talk about it but that's that's really special that you're allowing me to to debut it for you and this is you know it's kind of an exclusive (laughs) thing you can only get it here until it finally comes out so thank you so much absolutely that is so cool okay so so talk about um Talk about writing undercover and, you know, kind of like where you were with that. So I wrote undercover while I was living above a uh, full analog tape studio, Pecan Valley Studios. So I was living in the upstairs of that studio and there was a piano um, that was in, um, in the house. And so I 
just, I, I mean, I had taken piano lessons when I was younger, but it just really never did anything for me. I mean, we were also learning like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, and I'm like, this has no soul, and I hate this, <laughs> you know? Um, so I just totally dropped it all together. Well, there was just, you know, there's just one hanging out, and so, um, you know, guitar being my first instrument and then blues harp being my second, um, I, I just like started sitting down and I was like, man, this is okay. I can, I can actually, I can actually like jam on this. This is, this is fun, you know? And then I discovered, uh, Dr. John, the night tripper from New Orleans and girl, my world turned upside down. Uh. I did not (laughs) even know. I did not even know you could jam like that. Uh, so I just, I totally fell in love with Dr. John and then, uh, the more I started playing piano, the more I started listening to him and really just, I, you know, I really wanted to, um, capture some of the, uh, some of the New Orleans feel in my playing. Mm -hmm. Now I will say this, uh, one thing about New Orleans piano that I found out real quick, girl, I asked high and low. I asked everybody I knew. I wrote people letters. Please teach me how to play New Orleans piano. Please teach me how to play in this style. Do you know anything? Do you hear anything? You know, and every time people were just like, oh, no, no, we don't. We don't play that kind of music. We don't play that kind of piano. And I'm like, what? Oh, my Why? God. You know, so I, I could not find it. Was, it was a little I'm not going to lie. It was a little frustrating. Um, but I just I stuck to. I stuck to my Dr. John and my Professor Longhair and James Booker records and I, you know, and I, and I'm still, I'm brand new at this. You know, I'm, I'm still learning, uh, every single day I'm learning something new. Uh, but undercover was kind of the first song that came out where I, where it sounded like a piano song, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> you know, and, uh, I kind of, I kind of just wrote it about a, uh, a character that I made up in my head and, you know, that is somewhat based upon me and then somewhat based upon other people I know. And that, uh, that's kind of, that's kind of how that song came to be. Wow. That is so cool. Well, kudos to you for, for trying to tackle New Orleans piano. Cause damn, um, you know, for a couple of years, I, I actually, played with a guy who was uh he was a pianist and he was very influenced by the professor and dr john and you know and he he kind of hit the same roadblocks he was trying to find somebody uh in ohio that knew the the style and, and <laughs> ain't nobody up here that knows how to play that stuff at all so yeah. uh I, I gotta tell you like kudos because that is that is a level of piano playing that is so rare you know um, yeah but oh, and it just you you can't help but love it though. I mean, if you know really good New Orleans blues, then you definitely know who the professor and Dr. John are. I mean, like these guys are kings down there. So that's that's yeah. incredible. Good for you and taking on a new instrument. Hell, Woo, thank you, girl. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm still learning every single day, and I by no means have mastered anything. I don't know nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But it is it is a lot of fun to to get in there and try my hand at it so thank you I, I really appreciate that for sure for sure so are you are you produce like did you produce the track or co-produce the track yes so um we recorded uh the band and I recorded that song and I pretty much had um the piano arranged how I wanted it to and mm-hmm. then they came in on top and added their parts um 
and which just totally blew my mind and um it uh so yes it it was a uh it it was produced by myself as well as um Cody Brooks he he also assisted me within that to make sure everything was on the up and up <laughs> cuz I'm also still very new at uh learning how to produce um cuz I've been producing my own music for a long time but like getting into actually learning pro tools and how to run that um is definitely you know, it's it's very understandable why people go to school for that. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, if you're learning on your own, it's a slower process. But he's he's very much helped me with that and um I'm also getting into now producing other people's music, which is, is a lot of it's cool and it's a lot of fun. So Yeah, so uh, talk about producing Rachel Stewart's uh Maytide album. Oh so okay, first I have to say I like I have a total girl crush on Rachel Stewart. <laughs> Uh, she is amazing. Um, I met her probably, probably six, six or seven years ago now. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, when I first met her, I didn't even know she did music. Um, it wasn't until probably the second or third time being around her where she picked up a guitar and opened her mouth to sing. And I was like, Whoa, hold (laughs) the phone. Are you serious? It literally sounds like an angel on earth. And I'm not even joking. It is, you know, but she's angelic, but she's also badass, you Uh know? So it's this beautiful mixture of, like, real and heavenly, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And, oh, and, man, and her songwriting, her songwriting is, uh, she is absolutely one of my most favorite female songwriters. And when I approached her and was like, hey, you know, um, like if if you have a collection of songs together, I, I don't I don't know what you plan on doing with it, but I would really love to get together and see what we could come up with. And she was like, yeah, let's do it. So we got in the studio together and she just like kicked the door down with these songs. Um, I am I'm so excited. And we you know, we recorded everything from, you know, a, a tiny toy piano to <laughs> literally uh using a milk carton for a drum you know just anything. yes i mean we did all sorts of stuff on this album uh and so yes the album is called may tide and she'll be releasing that uh pretty soon but yeah it was just a it was a wonderful experience to me because that was really the first album of someone else's that i produced you know um and so it yeah i'm i'm super excited for the world to to hear it because i i'm just i'm so proud and just man the songwriting that she does is it hits you in the good places you know what i mean (laughs) yeah oh that's so cool i cannot wait for this album i I love it i love it so there's you know with, with a lot of the artists that have come on and people that i've talked to via music on the move everybody is of the same mindset that there needs to be more female produced albums and yes so I'm so excited about the work that you two are doing. And I love that you're using like milk cartons and toy pianos. That's just hey, girl, blowing my whatever, mind. I love it. Yes. It's whatever gets it done. It don't matter. That's it. Don't matter it. At all. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. I love it so much. Well, good. That, oh man, I just, I can't even tell you how excited I am about this. Um, <laughs> so I, 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 do you have any any plans to like you know continue your work as a as a producer? Like, are you going to start taking on more people? Uh, yeah, probably, uh, probably so. And it's 
what what I love is is more than anything of being a producer is being selective mm-hmm. um, and really only interacting with music that truly just just hits my soul, you know. Um, and that that's really what I look forward to doing more of is when I find someone that I just really hits me in the right spot, just collaborating with them and going, Hey, you know, um, I have some ideas. I I would love to somehow contribute, um, to just to help any way that I can. So I I definitely look forward to producing more in that world. And, you know, I also want to get into film production as well and, you know, making, um, more short films and things of that nature. Uh, it's, it's been a really, that's been a really cool part of my journey thus far is being more involved in film. Um, and so I, I, I do look forward to being in front of the camera, but to be quite honest, I'm actually more excited to be behind it (laughs) (laughs) and create that way, you know? So yeah, I, I, I just love the production of film and music. Um, so I, I think that, yeah, I think I'll definitely be, be more involved as the future progresses. That's awesome. Well, and I, I love that you're so involved in film because, I mean, especially in the industry right now, I mean, the the norm is to release a single and then to have a video go with it. So, um, you know, can you talk a little bit about, you know, some of the films that you've done and, you know, that experience? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the first ever uh, indie film that I was in was produced and uh, directed by Scott Sachs and written by Benjamin Stranger. And it's called Playback is a Bitch. (laughs) And it's literally about um, the Nashville music scene. It's about a songwriter that kind of goes, goes through that. Um, It's a, it's a weird, funky little short film that was so much fun to be included. And so uh, Cody Brooks and I are the lead roles and uh that that was just a blast um but then after that i just i got inspired of going wow like i i finally for the first time got to actually see behind the scenes of how something is filmed and how you know the the crew and the team interact with one another and so i i got so inspired by that project that i was like i really want to try my hand at making a short concert film and so uh, I got the band together and we ended up making uh, the concert film called Gas Station Takeover. And we put that out um, close to uh, the middle, I guess, well, I guess it was earlier this year is when we put it out. Um, but it was just to encapsulate kind of A, the new music of mine, which is, you know, predominantly used with piano, which I previously did not have. And making making this film with them uh just really encouraged me of going okay this is this is something i actually am really interested in and so we made the premiere of that and then released the soundtrack to that on spotify and uh so that you know gas station takeover is the the name of the film and the soundtrack but uh but yeah we we've been uh getting into that and then uh just you know working working slightly with uh with the sync world and getting getting some music and some independent films and 
as well as uh, some really cool video game sort of sort of atmosphere. But yeah, it's it's just been a it's been a total learning experience. Um, very new for me because I I didn't I didn't have any knowledge of how any of that worked. But it's it's been really inspiring, and uh, I I want to continue to do it because man film and music oh they just hold hands so well <laughs> you know they yes. just love each other so <laughs> That's so i look forward to yeah being more involved in that well, good. Wow. Congratulations, friend. That's, that's awesome. And I love, Thanks, girl. you know, I love how, how excited and inspired you are about it. So I can't wait for your next project to come out. Cause I'll, I'll share the hell out of it. I'll do everything I can. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, after you release something, if you want to come back on the podcast and talk about it, we can definitely do that too. Oh, I would love that. Thank you. Oh, yeah. that is so awesome. For sure. Well, B, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was an absolute joy and privilege to have you. And I'm just, I'm so excited for everything that you've got going on. And I just love your music. So thank you for coming on and talking about it with me. Oh, Katie, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much, girl. This is wonderful. It was my pleasure. That was so much fun. Thank you, thank you, thank you, B, for coming on to the show. I had a blast with you. That was a great time. Thank you again for letting us debut Undercover. I love it. It's a bop, and it's my jam right now. So B's links are going to be in the show notes. Go check out her music and go see her play down in Nashville at your earliest convenience. And please, please, please tell her hi for me. So thank you, everybody, for taking a listen to the episode today. Make sure that you give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Share this with your friends and everybody that you know. And uh, real quick shout-out to our girl, Erin McClendon, for this song, Shaking in My Boots. We will see you next time, friends. Thank you so much. Ba-da-da, ba-da-da.